Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the This Southern Girl Can Show, the podcast that covers it all with a sweet Southern accent. Your host, Amber, is a successful YouTuber and published author who teaches others to craft, cook, run a business, and balance a hectic lifestyle. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, and all other forms of social media under the same name as this podcast, This Southern Girl Can. You can also check out her website at www.thissoutherngirlcan.com. And now, here's Amber. All right, y'all, I have a handful of things that we're going to go over today. I'm going to try to not make this podcast very long. I know you have things to do and so do I. So I try to respect that. One of the main topics that I really want to dive into today is this toxic fake it till you make it attitude that's not only running rampant on social media, it's been running rampant. It's in politics, it's in business, it's in a lot of things. And this can be very intimidating to people that are just now saying, hey, I have a business and I want to put it out there on social media. They get on social media and they see these people, they're flashing the clothes and the jewelry and the cars and and the houses and all this. Okay. What you see is not always truth. There are people out here, they don't own all these fancy clothes, okay? There are some of them, when they, when they do these uh, weird videos that they do, like with well, the fancy clothes and this and that, that's not their clothes, baby. They're borrowing it from other people. There are places where you can rent these fancy dresses and all that. These people don't own all that stuff because they can't pay for that stuff because they're too busy being in debt with the big houses and the warehouses that they're trying to flash and say, oh, look at this warehouse, this is where my business is. Now, that's not the case with everybody. There are some people out there that, yes, they have worked and they have the big home and they have the warehouses and they have this and they have that. In my estimation, just from what I've seen online, I've been online, I mean, since I was was a teenager when the internet hit my house, you know, so I've been online since then. I've had successful online businesses for many, many years. I have seen a lot and I have heard a lot. Like I touched base on the other day, someone said, well, I don't understand the drama you're talking about because I don't see it. You're not God. You don't see everything and you don't know everything. Take your ego and go somewhere else. There are a lot of us, though, that have been in the online space for many years. We see things, we hear things, we know things. And so, so many people are feeding into the fake it to make it. This is not anything new. This is nothing new. And it was very intimidating for me when I decided to get into, you know, an online business and even more intimidating when we switched from the days of MySpace where it was all fun and this and this and that to Facebook where it seems like everybody is out to, you know, stab everyone else in the back or step on everyone else just to try to get higher up in business. And here's the thing, you need to be careful on those toes that you're stepping on now because later on those toes are going to be connected to the foot that's going to go right in your behind. Okay, keep that in mind. But anyway, this fake it till you make it, especially on Facebook. And like I said, it's very intimidating for people that are just trying to start out. They're just starting their online businesses and getting familiar with the online space. They're like, well, I'm just starting out. Maybe, you know, you drive a car that you really don't like. Maybe it's a crappy car. If it gets you from point A to point B, I think it's just fine. But, you know, maybe you're not living in a home where you want to live. And you're seeing these people out here and you're like, hmm, maybe one day I can get to where they are. And then if you don't get to where they are in a year, you get very discouraged. 
because or maybe you see on Facebook where they have X amount of followers and then six months later oh my gosh they've almost doubled and we'll talk about that here in a second a lot of it is smoke and mirrors a lot of it is smoke and mirrors I have a handful of people that have come to me and they're like you know thank you for not making these ridiculous reels or whatever where you're dancing around with a wreath, you know, wearing these weird clothes and these costumes that some of, like, these um, meet and greets or whatever they are. I'll, I can't do that. I'm sorry, it's not me. I can't do that. I am me, sitting in my house, just making crafts and putting them on YouTube, okay? I don't want that kind of lifestyle because a lot of it is just smoke and mirrors. They really play it up. This is what social media is all about. Really playing it up to make it look like you're someone that you're not. And men in a lot of the groups that I'm in on Facebook, I'm seeing this. There are lots of people out there that they're doing well, but they don't think they're doing as well as someone else. And then they start to get discouraged. And like, well, maybe I'll just never get to where this person is. No, stop worrying about that. Stop looking at other people online stop looking at other youtube channels if you're a small channel stop looking at the big channels if you're you know a small time creator stop looking at the big creators focus on what you are doing and focus on doing it well and maybe you'll get to where you want to be and maybe you won't because i'm not going to sit here and tell you well the dream works if you work i'm not here to tell you that i'm not going to sit here and tell you that if you post consistently you're going to get hundreds of thousands of followers i'm not telling you that luck plays a big part in it it really does some people can say well no it doesn't it's all hard work that's a bunch of bull i'm here to tell you it's a bunch of bull you can work your tail off okay now let's say that you work your tail off putting out mediocre content you're not going to get a big following you can work your tail off putting out bad content you're not going to get a following you can work your tail off making good content and you can build a little bit it takes time it takes effort and you have to stay on top of trends as much as I don't like trends now y'all know I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm not really into the trends I try to buck against the trends like right now the big trend is like you know everybody's a business coach yeah let's um no no <laughs> no because I'm pretty much if I were to be a uh, blah blah if I were to be a business coach I'd probably be one of those that you know I'm telling you to do the exact opposite of what a lot of these bigger business coaches are doing that seems to be the trend now everybody's a coach for something so trends to an extent does play a role if you're on TikTok you'll see trending audio that can get you a handful of followers it can on Instagram trending audio can get you a handful of followers like trending transitions with a certain way that you do your videos uh, some transitions are very popular and and that can get you followers it's following certain trends let's say there's a certain color that's popular right now so if you make anything utilizing that color it might grab some people's attention but when you go against trends that can get attention as well but once again, no matter which trend you are sticking to, no matter which trending audio you are using, if your filming quality is crap, if you don't explain yourself, like if, let's say that you do tutorials, if you're not explaining yourself very well, 
if you can't talk to people, if you can't, you know, get down, you know, on everybody's level, make it accessible to everybody. Talk to people like they're human. Stop acting like you're so much better than everybody else just because you're a creator because you're not. Okay, you're somebody with a camera and a microphone. It just gets on my nerves that so many people out here, you know, they get on this high horse because they're a creator and they forget where they came from. And they just stop learning how to relate to people. It doesn't matter if you're on trend. Like I said, if, you're, if your quality is bad, if you can't speak to people, if you can't communicate with people, if you can't act, you need to be humble. If you can't act humble, then you know what? You're not going to build. And when I say build, I'm talking about organically building. And this is another thing that goes back to me saying, you know, social media is a bunch of smoke and mirrors. If you see someone and they are growing exponentially, I mean, seriously, they are growing and growing and growing, but their content is like, eh. You're like, how is this person growing with mediocre content? Okay. Um, they're probably buying ads. They are boosting posts. It could be a combination of the two. Have I ever boosted a post on Facebook? Yes. Have I ever used ads on Facebook? Yes. And probably, and I want to sit down and add this up just so that I can give you an accurate number. The whole entire time that I have been on Facebook, which was what, 2017 is what I had a business page. I've been on Facebook for quite a long time. I'm talking about my business page. I would have to go back and look. I don't even know how long I've been having a Facebook business page. Um, I was a craft blogger before I was on Facebook. A Facebook business page is what I'm referring to. So I would have to go back and look. I probably haven't even broken the $500 mark in all those years of being on there. I probably haven't even spent $500 on ads. Now, do I boost during the holidays? Yeah, I do. Every now and again, I have around, eh, starting right after Halloween and then, you know, going through Christmas because there are so many people just surging at that time. You, you don't have to, but you've got to do something to stand out. And I will spend a little bit to pump myself during that time. Do you have to? Absolutely not. Because here's the thing. You see these people, they're growing so fast. And you're like, you know, there's mediocre content because, like I said, they're spending the money. That can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. If you're just starting out, and I don't care who tells you to do this. If you are just starting out and you're trying to grow your social media presence... Why are you going to sit here and spend thousands of dollars on ads in hopes of getting a following? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. People are doing the, the fake it till you make it. Well, if I have a big audience, people are going to think that I'm successful. No, you're just somebody that knows how to pay Google. You're just somebody that knows how to pay Facebook. And it has taken me years to build my following. As of right now, I'm at... Um, a little over 425,000 followers on Facebook. It goes up and it'll go down. It'll go up and it'll go down. But when you see somebody growing quickly, they're spending money. They're either spending money or they're paying people to go out there and actively promote them. Okay? Build your business and stop worrying about your follower numbers. Stop worrying about that. Because that's very intimidating, once again, to people that are just coming on. And very intimidating to the smaller pages when you see people growing so quickly, but they're spending money in order to do it. And you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to spend a dime. If you know how to work Facebook, along with Instagram, along with Pinterest, all of that, you don't have to spend a dime. 
And if people are out there saying, well, you need to invest in yourself, you need to invest in your business, you need to spend X amount of money to get your name out there, I think you need to stop listening to them. Because I'm going to tell you right now that you don't have to. Okay? This is another fake it till you make it, you know? If, if I have a large amount of followers, people are going to think that I'm somebody. Yeah, whatever. Well, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care what your numbers are. What do you have in your bank account? Are you in debt? Oh, look at you. You're in debt. So you're not doing as great as you want people to think you are. And teaching other people to be that way puts them in a bad spot. I had someone in my inbox not too long ago had spent so much money on wreath making supplies because somebody has sold her the dream of, you know, if you just work hard, you can build your business. Well, guess what? There are tons of other wreath makers out there being told the same thing. Tons of other t-shirt makers are being told the same thing. If you make tumblers or if you crochet or this or this or that, it's a lot of hard work. Yes, it is. And it takes luck. I don't care what anybody says. It takes luck. Or if you're one of those that, you know, oh, well, I just got some money laying around and you can pump it into ads. Don't expect a big return on that because just because you have a follower doesn't mean that they're going to purchase something from you and don't mean that they're going to go to your blog where, you know, you can earn ad revenue. They're just trying to beef up their numbers to make themselves look more legit. It has taken me quite a while to get to where I am. And I think I put out pretty good content on Facebook. I, I try to make my content informative. You know, I try to make it informative. I'll give away free printables. You know, I put up recipes and funnies and crafts and all that. I try to make it an enjoyable experience. I try to. I try to give people value. If you follow me, I want to try to give you value. I'm not trying to sell you something every other post. I'm not going to try to cram something down your throat. Oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. Here's this, buy this. No. I want you to have fun when you're on my page. And it's slow growing. You know, the past year has been a very difficult year for me. Actually, the past three years have been exceptionally difficult for me. I always say, you know, if I could have worked as hard as I could work during those three years, could you imagine where I would be right now? But life happens and sometimes you can't. Now, I could have grown. I could have just thrown money to Facebook and here, promote me. You know, that's the easy way. Learning how to work Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, learning how to create backlinks on your blog and embed posts, that takes a little bit of work and knowledge. It's so much easier to just throw money at somebody and say, here, just to put on the mask of saying I'm bigger than what I actually am. Now, when you say fake it till you make it and you're using it in the context of behavioral health, okay? Because I said I was a psych nurse. Um, in terms of behavioral health, that can be very, very useful, okay? It can be. You can you can fake courage. You know, if you're a person that you just don't feel very confident in a group of people, you put on clothes that make you feel your best, put on your jewelry or makeup or perfume, do your hair, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel your best, and then you put on a brave face and you enter that room like you own it, whether you are terrified or not. You know, and it helps to boost your confidence. You can tell yourself, I am a confident person. I can be confident. I can do this. It is so very helpful. But then when you're using it in a, oh my gosh, when the, the, these business owners got their hands in that type of therapy. It, and I agree, there, there was a really good article in Psychology Today that stated that this fake it till you make it deal here is an indication of rampant institutional sociopathy and personal narcissism, which I totally agree with. There are so many narcissists in the business world, in the online space. It is pathetic. 
If you say, look, I'm going to start my podcast up again. Here comes somebody else. Oh, look, I've got this. And no, you don't because you Photoshopped that picture because I've researched your podcast. and You're not anywhere near where you say you are. Okay. But yet other people will just follow along and they don't take the time to look it up to find out for themselves. They just believe the, the toxic bull that's spewing out of this person's mouth. So you have that. Or you have these people that talk about how much money they have and they can teach you how to make the money too but all you have to do is pay them money they have the money they have because there are people like you wanting to learn how to make money so that you hand them money to teach you how to make money you have the coaches training coaches training coaches training coaches do you see what i'm talking about here do you see why i get so angry with people like this because i've seen it. i've seen it for years you know in terms of zig ziglar you know all these people you see it over and over and over and they are some of these big speakers, they are the most guilty of the fake it till you make it. Keep talking like you know what you're talking about. People will throw money at you. Okay, now you're rich. Okay, whatever. Same thing online. You buy your followers. You buy your YouTube subscribers. You know, you buy, 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 buy. And people see the numbers and they think, oh, this big person, they know what they're talking about. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. You cannot put everybody into the same category because that's not how that works. But... When you're just starting out, you have to learn that not everything you see is true, okay? That's what I'm trying to get across with this this whole, where am I at? Like almost, almost 18 minutes here of me trying to tell you to not be intimidated by, by numbers, okay? It will put you in a bad financial spot. Well, I need this warehouse to make myself look bigger. Now you're putting yourself in debt. Okay, well, I need this to make myself look like I'm successful. No, you really don't. You don't. You're spending money that you don't have. You need to be reinvesting that money in your business. Yeah, well, it's uncomfortable to, to work out of my house. I don't give a crap if you're uncomfortable or not. If you're uncomfortable, but you're making money, put that money aside, save it, do whatever. And then you're not going to be like some of these people out here. Like when COVID came. You know, and people are having to give up their warehouses or having to give up their offices or having to give up a whole lot of stuff because they couldn't afford to pay for it because they couldn't afford to pay for it in the first place. Putting on this fake it till you make it mask. You see what I'm saying? It's just something that has been bugging me this past week and I felt that I needed to speak on that. The other thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is the people spending the money on ads. But you know what? I went on that rant a few minutes ago. I didn't mean for it to bleed over into the fake it till you make it thing, but it did. <laughs> it did. And that, that's life. Sometimes things don't uh, pan out the way we want them to. But, and I'll just run over it again. Tailwind, if you know what Tailwind is, Tailwind is a very helpful Pinterest scheduling program type deal. And you can schedule your pins and anyway, I'm not going to go into Tailwind, but it can be useful. Do you need it? No. Tailwind can be expensive. Do you absolutely have to have it? No. Do you have to spend money on Facebook ads? No. Because there are people, there are people that want to promote the lifestyle of, I, I'm self-employed. I'm independent and I can just go spend all my time sitting by the lake. I can spend all my time going on cruises or on vacations and I'm traveling and I'm doing this. And they're spending so much money trying to portray that lifestyle that they're putting themselves in debt. They could have so much more money than what they actually have. 
if you'd stop spinning it on the nonsense. And I do call these ads nonsense. Now, if you have an independent website and you depend on that to make money, okay, it can be very difficult if you don't work social media, if you don't know how to work social media effectively, I guess I should say, if you have an independent website like yourwebsite.com, okay, and you are depending upon sales on that website, I don't blame you for going out there, you know, and spending money on Google ads. I don't blame you a bit because we all know that it can be very difficult to get your website in the face of people that need to see it if you don't have social media. Can it be done? Of course it can. Not all of these website owners out here are on social media. But if you are on social media, you don't need to be spending money on Google ads unless you want to. You don't have to. If you're on social media, do you have to buy Facebook ads? No. Because a lot of times the money that you're spending to target the people that you need to target, it's a lot of money for not a big turnaround. I mean, you know, those people say, I spent $1,000 and I got 900 followers. Okay. Looking at mine, in the past seven days, I've gotten almost 800 followers and I've not spent a dime. I just worked my tail off um, making good posts, making reels, um, putting pins on Pinterest to guide people back to Facebook. It can be done. It can be done. Don't let these people out here tell you otherwise. So now that we have all of the dread and drudgery out of the way, I think another thing that I wanted to talk about in this one, and you probably already know this, if you are a diehard Etsy seller, which y'all know that I am not, but I still like to stay on top of trends because Etsy trends can run over into your websites. It can run over into your blogs and everything else. So it's very important to stay on top of Etsy trends. And it seems like the, the aesthetic, one of the big aesthetics for Christmas and winter this year, they're calling it gingerbread girl, okay? The gingerbread girl aesthetic, pretty much the term that Etsy is using is it's like a cozy winter it girl, okay? So we have the big plush fluffy blankets, the comfy blankets, um, fresh baked cookies and bread, things that when you think about what makes you cozy in the winter time, fresh baked bread, fresh baked gingerbread, since how we're saying the term gingerbread girl, the big fluffy blankets on your wreaths instead of putting bows. And I know that this is going to sound silly, but one of the trends is making the coziest wreaths that you can, scarfs, wreath scarfs. Yes, I know, wreath scarf wreath sash actually is one of the top keywords right now that's trending on etsy wreath sash instead of like a big fluffy traditional bow it's sort of like a scarf for your wreath okay not saying they have to use like fleecy scarf fabrics but it's sort of like a like a draped cozy wrapped look instead of like the big poofy bows gingham bedding in Christmassy colors like the deep forest greens and I've seen like a lot of rustic type colors instead of the bright red we're thinking more of like burgundies instead of the bright kelly green we're thinking more of like the forest green ruffled bedding you know the, the gingham bedding think about like a grandma's house right you have like the big fluffy ruffled bedding and bedspreads and the the bed skirts things like that personalized recipe boxes holiday cookie cutters of course you know we all know the stuff like that so if you can incorporate those things into your crafts uh, which we have done for years past but now it seems to really be amping up now cookie cutters you know people like to use cookie cutters in wreaths you can use them in wreaths you can use them like in your floral displays things of that nature 
tablescapes, mantelscapes, trying to incorporate just not so much as bright and flashy, but like I said, more toned down and cozy, like grandpa chic is what a lot of people are calling it. Grandpa and grandma chic. Things that are sort of like reminiscent of going back to grandma's house, things of that nature, things that would make you like the big, uh, let's see, what's this right here? Yeah, like the big leather poofs, like the floor poofs, like you prop your feet up on, things like that. Tobacco brown is another big color, dark wood grains, plaid textiles, leather, things of that nature. Incorporating that into your holiday decor or your holiday crafts, your holiday designs, those type colors are really, really going big right now. And those type of things are what I like. I like the darker, rustic colors. I know on YouTube, I do a lot of, you know, like the glammed up Christmas, and that's not what I have in my house. I like the muted tones, the burgundies, the dark greens, the browns, the tans. Thinking like if you were to go to like grandpa's cabin in the mountains, in the forest, you know, what would you see there? That's the type of stuff that I like. Now, if you don't like stuff like that, that's cool, too, because there are actually two big trends going rampant on Etsy for this Christmas. And the opposite of that one is pretty much candy core. Okay, candy core, sort of like this, this fantasy world that has like the candy canes and the gumdrops and the lollipops. Once again, being very reminiscent of days gone by, like your childhood, you know, all of the just being excited for all of the Christmas candy. Right. So we have the iridescent materials, all of these bright colors. Think about um, like Candyland. Remember that game, Candyland? Think about all the candy type colors, but making it Christmas. So, you know, you would be thinking peppermints and things of that nature. Now, a lot of the crafters that I see online that do like the big over-the-top wreaths, you know, and, and a lot of the foam clay creations, they're doing a lot of the candy stuff, these really cute gumdrops and things like that. Not my thing. But, you know, a lot of people do like it's the big lollipops and the sugary looking candies and the gumdrops and a lot of pastel colors. I'm seeing that this year, too. So you have your rustic colors. And on the opposite of those rustic colors, you have your very pastel, juicy, candy-like colors, okay? So think about both of those. Cotton candy cakes have doubled on Etsy searches, okay? Cotton candy cakes. If you've never seen a cotton candy cake, I really don't get it. Okay, you just take cotton candy and you smash it down into a cake form. But I know a lot of people in the fake bake community, which I do fake bakes as well, just not as often as others, like the fake candy uh, candy corn. Why? I've got candy corn all the way. I've been wanting candy corn all day. <laughs> but anyway, the cotton candy, the fake cotton candy, incorporating that maybe into your Christmas tablescapes and your mantles and things like that. Stained glass ornaments, uh, searches for stained glass ornaments are up 34%. Uh, let's see what else. We have some iridescent sequined items. Searches for those are up 50%. So it looks like still the glittery, glitzy Christmassy stuff is still running rampant. It's still doing well. But the gingerbread girl aesthetic is quickly gaining ground. Like I said, with the olive green, tobacco brown, burgundies, the dark woods, plaid textiles, and leather. So keep that in mind. Yes, I've said that twice, but keep that in mind. That seems to be what's really, what's really going on out there at the moment. And before I close out this episode, let's also take a look at one of the new things that YouTube is trying to implement. Now, we all know that AI is gaining ground. I use AI quite a bit 
quite a bit. And uh, there's a lot of people teaching AI out there and they don't know what they're talking about. They're giving some bad advice. <laughs> so I'm going to get further into using AI for your business later on. But YouTube also has this new AI feature that is going to help you create backgrounds for your shorts. Now, if you don't generate shorts, if you don't make shorts, you might not want to try that out. You might not be interested in that. But I think it's pretty cool. It's by a company, um, let's see, what's their name? Dream Screen. So it's pretty much AI art on YouTube. They can generate backgrounds, just a few seconds for your YouTube shorts. And then you sort of like give them prompts because AI works on prompts, right? You just give them a prompt of what you want your short to be about. Let, let's say, you know, you have some um, inspirational words that you want to put up on the screen, but you would like a really cool background for those words, right? You can tell them a little bit about what you're talking about. And then the AI will spit out these really cool backgrounds and then you can use that for your short, okay? You can also do that with the music now. If you don't know which type of music or which song that is approved by YouTube, you know, so that you won't get hit with any copyright strikes, you can also use that same AI program to put in what you're talking about in your short and they can generate a list of the best music to set to your video to give you pretty much the best results. And one of the other things that YouTube is featuring right now, sort of like an AI dubbing feature, it's going to allow you to dub your videos in other languages. So I think that's pretty cool. So the thing is with AI, I get a handful of people asking me about AI, not a whole lot yet, but you know, just a few people ask me about AI. Do I use it? Yes, I do. I use it quite a bit. Um, AI generated content has been around a lot longer. There's chat GPT. People just went nuts when chat GPT came along. And it's been around a lot longer than that, okay? A lot of us writers have used programs similar to ChatGPT, but the um, the creation time was a lot longer. You had to be a lot more specific with your prompts, and it wasn't as easy to use as it is today. So, you know, none of this is really anything new. It's just the manner in which it's being used, and the programs itself are pretty new, but it's not a new technique. It's not a new thing. You understand what I'm saying? I'm probably not uh, explaining this correctly, but a lot of people ask, do you have to be proficient in AI in order to move forward, you know, from this point on? Because AI is pretty much exploding. No, you, you don't. You do not have to. You're going to get left behind if you don't know how to use it. Okay. Now, there are so many people out there. I'm seeing this in groups. Once again, I am in a lot of groups and I read a lot of things. And so many people are fighting AI. They are fighting it with all they have. Look. If you can't stay on top of technology, if you can't learn how to use technology to your advantage and discover the ways that it can best serve you and best serve your business, guess what? You're going to get left in the dust and then you're going to start complaining about how your business isn't doing very well. You have got to learn. This is like people, you know, before the internet came out, when the internet did come out, well, I'm not going to use the internet, these newfangled computers. And look, everything's pretty much computerized now. Stop fighting it <laughs> you know it's it's gonna be around it's gonna be around. do you have to use it for artwork no you don't have to do you have to use it to generate audio and to generate your videos no you don't have to it has its place and youtube is implementing a lot of tools to help creators to best optimize your videos they're not saying to use it to take over your videos they're just trying to help you to best optimize because when you make money youtube makes money okay when you make it they make it so they want to help you to do the best that you can. And there's also, you know, AI generated thumbnail generators out there, you know, because coming up with a decent thumbnail can be hard. 
the algorithms on YouTube change. The thumbnails that were popular or that, you know, would get clicks may not be what gets clicks next year. So then you have to go back, you need to redo all your thumbnails, which I'm in the process of redoing a lot of my thumbnails now. And you can use AI to help you with that. Like just trying out different placements of your pictures in your thumbnails, you know, let the AI generate your thumbnails and then, you know, you can tweak it and make it your own. But YouTube Creator Studio is really coming out with a lot of cool things. So keep your eye on that. It's not available to everyone yet. I don't know when it will be available to everyone. A lot of these things are sort of like in a beta testing phase. Because they do have a lot of things coming out. Okay, not, not just the things that I just now told you about. They have other things coming out and it's not available to everyone just yet. Now for me, the DIYers where we make things with our hands, um, it... It really doesn't apply to things like that because we're not using, you know, AI generated videos to show people how to do things because you, you really can't. Your hands have to be there showing people how to do things, right? Showing people how to cook, how to make things, how to build, how to do this. But I also have another channel that's on music videos and things like that. And AI does help tremendously with that. Okay. So be on the lookout for those. Check your YouTube creator studios. See if you have the updates. If you don't have the updates, just hang tight. They'll get to you. But it's just some cool stuff to look into. Yeah, check out, you know, YouTube on YouTube. You know, YouTube has their own videos out there talking about their up and coming things. And just go check that out. But I hope that this podcast episode was informative. I hope it helped someone. If you would, go back and listen to my past episodes. Stay tuned for future episodes. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. You've been listening to the This Southern Girl Can Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow so you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Take care, and we'll see you next time.